Housekeeping HQ Podcast, episode 35. This, this, this is the Housekeeping HQ Podcast. Giving you the strategies, techniques, and inside secrets of house flipping from today's top house flipping experts. House Flipping HQ. Your ultimate house flipping resource for intelligent real estate investing and financial freedom. Now, let's get flipping with your host, Justin Williams. Because I'm happy. Because I'm happy. Hey, what's going on, everybody out there in flippin' land? Hope you've had a fantastic week. Is it just me, or is that song on, like, everywhere, on TV, on radio stations, on commercials, everyone's singing it? You know, that's okay, because, you know, it makes me happy. It's a, it's a happy, fun song. So, I uh, hope you guys have had a great week. Uh, we've had a pretty good week. I uh, put two houses under contract last week. You know, didn't quite reach our goal of three, but... They were more expensive properties, one uh, in Huntington and the other one out in the Coachella area. So, you know, the profits from those should be pretty good. So we'll take it. We're still doing lots of things to try to ramp up and make sure that in the future we can continue to try to maintain our goal of three a week. Uh, At the end of the day, you know, we'll be happy even if we don't quite reach it. But it doesn't mean we're not going to push for it. Really quick shout out to Salem. Oh, Salam, yeah, Salamander Salam. That's right. That's how you say his name. Uh, so Salam from Portland, Oregon, is in my house flipping mastermind group, and he was down visiting with his family. Uh, they went to a, a wedding and Disneyland and all that fun stuff. And he reached out to me, and we were able to get together for lunch. And this guy is just crushing it, just taking action. He's been doing this business for only one month. And so far, he's had several appointments. He's come very close to putting some properties under contract. He reached out to Tucker Marahues in Portland. He's been following him. I mean, this guy's just, he's making things happen. And I'm really excited for him. Just a shout out to to Solemn's wife. Your husband is going to kill it in this business, just so you know. Anyway, he he mentioned that she's a little risk adverse. And uh, (laughs) she's like, what? You're making offers on these houses for several hundred thousand dollars? Um... Should, do we have that? How, we don't have that money. So he's doing awesome. He knows his stuff. So just uh, throwing that out there. In the future, we'll have to have him on the podcast and interview him and find out some of the things that he's doing because he's going to be doing some big things here. Uh, I also told him that I will interview my wife in an upcoming podcast and talk about some of the struggles, um, you know, that and the mindset shift that she went through and kind of believing that we can make things happen. And that because that was a struggle for her at first as well. So uh, lots of fun things going on. A couple quick housekeeping items before we get on to the main content for today. Uh, first off, if you have not yet done so, go to housekeepinghq.com to subscribe for our weekly newsletter. That's where we keep you up to date on everything that we have going on. Sometimes we send out free little goodies to those people who are on our subscribers list as well. Uh, you can also, the, the way you do that, you go to housewipinghq.com and on the sidebar, you'll see it says, get six amazing housewipping tools and, wait, reports and tools for free. And then there's a list of, of items. Claim your free gift. <laughs> Click on that. Um, I'm actually probably going to be taking this down shortly uh, and replacing it with just one of these items. I 
I just, we kept adding things and adding things and adding things. So there's a bunch of items on here. I'll probably eventually just keep those items for my mastermind group. So go on there, snag that uh, before it's gone. And I think you'll really like some of the things in there. I've got, you know, the six methods that I've used to buy 200 houses in the past two years. Deal analysis, deal analysis techniques to ensure killer profit. Uh, property review criteria, it's the criteria that we use that you know we give to agents and helps us train our agents. Trustee sell secrets reveal, that's a document I did on trustee sales. Rehab pricing list, if you guys have heard me talk about my rehab price list, um, you know that's where we, we just have what we pay for all the materials we use, uh, price per square footage, and we use that with our contractors, saves us a ton of time. And then the property checklist is kind of like a deals at a glance type thing where I'm going to look at all the properties and it's kind of how we organize all of our deals without using any crazy system. So anyway, go to housewomenhq.com, download those items, get on our weekly newsletter uh, list, and we can keep you up to date on everything we have going on. The second item is next week we will be having uh, on, let's see, April 10th is the next one. We'll be having our next house flipping webinar, house flipping mastermind webinar. You can go to houseflippinghq.com slash webinar to sign up for that. This time I will be discussing estimating repairs, which is a huge uh, thing for new investors to learn and experienced investors. It's really important to learn that skill. So we'll be teaching you about that. I'll be showing you a bunch of before and after pictures and some of the projects we've done, what we put into the property, what we pay for price per square foot, how we quickly analyze, what the repairs are going to be to save a bunch of time and all that good stuff. Then we will get into our mastermind program and the fact that it only costs uh, about the same as a seminar for a lifetime membership right now and how you can join that as well as the fail forward fast coaching program that I just announced on the last webinar. That was just an idea I recently had. Uh, it's going to be included in the mastermind program. It won't come out for a couple months, but anyone who signs up for the mastermind program now will be able to get that as well. So am I crazy for giving all this stuff for such a minimal amount? Maybe, but I just love you guys. I think you're awesome. So go to housewomenhq.com slash webinar and you can sign up and we will see you there. Okay, so for today's podcast, I decided to do something a little different, something a little special. I decided to do a brain dump. Uh, that's right, like a brain dump. So basically, I'm going to let you get inside of my brain, and I'm just going to talk about a lot of things that I think are very important. Uh, a couple of months ago, I was at a uh, real estate investment club meeting where I was the speaker. And afterwards, I had someone come up to me, and he asked me this question that has just just kind of, you know, sometimes someone says something and it just hits you like a ton of bricks and just sticks with you forever. So he asked me, he said, Justin, why is it that some people are just able to make it happen and other people just can't seem to put it together? And my first reaction was like, no, everyone can make it happen. It's do Everyone can do it. Just go do it. Make it happen. But which is true. I totally believe that. But since then, I've really noticed and paid close attention to what is it that makes it work, quote unquote, work, it work for some people. And why is it that some people don't put it together? It almost feels like unfair. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of people out there working hard and wanting to have these dreams. 
So it really made me think like, what is it? And I thought about one thing. I'm like, is it that? Uh, So what I've done is I've come up with 12 things that 12 items that I've noticed in just about every successful house flipper, real estate investor, entrepreneur, or business owner. Okay. Now there are other things that some people do, but these are 12 things that I've noticed that just about everyone does. And I keep coming up with more. So this may not be the end of my list, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through these items. I wrote them down. I've been writing them down and I wrote down some more right now. It's not in any particular order, but I'm just going to talk about each one and let you just kind of get inside of my brain of why I think these things have helped me be successful, why I've seen them be help other people be successful. I've networked and gotten to know and interviewed tons of real estate investors. Uh, since I've been doing this online marketing stuff, I've been you know, listening to other podcasts from other entrepreneurs, and I see all these things in common. So let's get started. So number one is they all get educated. You have to have some kind of education. You don't, you can't do what you don't know. Okay. So you guys have obviously are taking this first step. You're listening to the podcast. I'm sure you're doing other things as well. You have to get educated. Just like Robert Fergoso said with house flipping, you have to learn your craft. You know, don't think you're just going to wake up and start flipping houses overnight and get rich. You, know, you got to learn it. You got to understand it. You got to listen to the podcast. I, you know, go, go to seminars when it makes sense. Go to these things. Now, along with that, I will say, so I see some people who don't ever get any education. They go out there, they lose a bunch of money or they don't know what the heck they're doing. And duh, that just, that's one end of the spectrum, right? The other end of the spectrum is I see people who get information overload or they're seminar junkies. Uh, They go from seminar to seminar or to investment club meeting to investment club meeting. They may have a list of like 100 books that they want to read. They read book after book after book. This is called information overload. And it's just you don't it doesn't get you anywhere. You know, you have to not only study these things, but study them. And then, well, number two, let's dive into number two is they're focused. So you have to have like a focus, right? You know, don't start trying to do one thing and then go over and do another thing. Um, I mean, it's okay at the beginning if you're getting educated and just exposing yourself to a bunch of different ways to invest in real estate until you decide on the one you want to do. But I would really advise that and this is number three. So these kind of, a lot of these kind of tie in together. Okay. So I might go back and forth a little bit. Number three is take action. You know, these people take action. So my advice would be if you don't have any real estate investing education, you know, listen to some of these podcasts, go to some club meetings, try to learn the different options out there. Give yourself like a timeline, maybe depending on how quickly you need to get going. You know, if you have a job and you're just kind of trying to get a fill, maybe give yourself a couple months to kind of get a good fill for what's out there and what's available. Do some research. But then you got to pick a plan and don't be afraid to pick that plan and then adjust from that plan and go back and get educated some more. But you got to have a focus. You got to have a plan and you got to know when you're leaving from that plan, if that makes sense. I always tell people there's a million ways to make a million dollars, but if you focus on all of them or even a few of them at one time, then you're never going to make it happen. Okay. So you got to focus on one thing at a time, create those systems, get really good at it and, uh, and then take that massive action. Um, you know, I mentioned, you know, think less, do more. I tell people that all the time. So with take action, I see so many people that they get analysis paralysis. Like, what about this? What about this? What about this? It's like, you got to take action and not only take action, you got to take the action that is going to, 
uh, be profit generating, create revenue for you. You know, taking actions, I've talked about this before, but taking actions that just make you feel like you're being productive, but you aren't really accomplishing anything that's going to generate income. Those actions aren't always bad. They're just, you just got to make sure you're taking enough of the right kind of actions. So in this business, it would be marketing, making offers, working with agents, talking to sellers. You know, I, I would, I much prefer a plan that says I am going to contact 50 people a week, whether it's an agent, a seller or whatever, and talk to them about trying to buy houses than a plan that talks about, okay, on this day, I'm going to get my business cards then I'm going to work on a website. Then I'm going to decorate my office. And then I'm going to come up with a way to organize the deals that I don't have. Not that any of those things are bad. It's just not the things that are going to help you in your business right away. You know, lots of people out there looking for financing and buyers before they ever even make an offer. Now, these are all things that you need to do and eventually will need to do. Um, but you don't need to have every single little detail in place. You don't need to have read every book or gone to every seminar, understand everything before you start taking that action. Because once you take that action, you're really going to learn a lot that you didn't realize that you had to learn or that you didn't know. Um, so very important. Just yesterday when I was talking to Salem, I mean, he, he was saying all these things that he's learned just from making these offers and talking to these sellers, which has helped him to really uh, fell forward fast, as I always talk about, and to continue to grow in his business. Okay. All right. So find number four is find a way to make it work. Okay. Successful people find a way to make it work. You guys have all heard me talk about the yeah butters. And when I was at a seminar and people would come up to me and one person would say, I can't do this because of this, or I can't do this because of this. And no matter what I would say, they'd be like, yeah, but I can't do it because of this. The same group of people, you know, I just went to Tony Alvarez's seminar and Tony was very careful about some of the things he said. And he expressed this because he said, if I say that I do this because of this, then you might say, oh, I don't have that. So I can't do it because you have this and I don't. You, you got to find what works for you and why does it work for you? Whenever you're listening to someone, whenever you're being educated by someone, you don't have to take away their entire podcast or presentation. Just think, okay, what did they say that I can apply to me and how can I adapt that to me? How can I take what they're doing and make it work for me based on the assets that I have? Maybe they have capital, maybe you don't. Okay, go get it. You know, there's, but if you take all these pieces and you put them together in a way that works for you, you can make things work. So always, 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 please, 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 this is like a little mind hack. Always try to teach yourself to look for things that will work for you rather than focus on the things that other people are doing that don't work for you, okay? These people will never, ever be successful unless they change that mindset, okay? So next time you're at a seminar or listening to the podcast, whether it's me or anybody else, make sure that you are focused on the things that you can take into your life and your business and make it work for you. Because I didn't always have the same resources that I have today. It's always changed. I've adapted and adjusted my business so much. So always be moving and adapting, okay? Number five is successful people, they're hard workers. I hate to say, I know sometimes people don't like to hear this one because it sounds like hard work. You know, Thomas Edison said, opportunity is missed by most people because it is dressed in overalls and looks like hard work. I see so many people that are out there looking for the get rich quick, you know, and they don't want to put in the time and effort that it takes. But I tell you what, 
I know a very few people, if anybody that I know personally, who has ever been incredibly successful without putting in the time, putting in the hard work. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, you got to think, you know, smarter, not harder. Sure, there's all those things. And um, over time, you can create something that won't make you work quite as hard. But many of you have probably heard the saying, I don't know if it was Jerry Rice, or I'm sure a bunch of people have said it, but basically, I will do today what you won't so I can do for the rest of my life what you can't. Now, that might sound a little, I want to do this, so you can't anyway. But (laughs) the bottom line is, if you put in the hard work, it doesn't mean you're going to be working and working, working your entire life away. But I don't know, I just see successful people kind of put in that extra mile. And you just have to be willing to to work hard, even if it's like I always teach about building a business, which is what I hope you put your effort into. That can be hard work, though. It takes a lot of work. Okay. So number six is successful people are decisive. Now, at least to a degree, Uh, you know, if you're spending like days trying to figure out what color to paint the walls on your house, or, um, you know, Once you learn how to analyze properties, you can't pull that trigger if you know it's a good deal. You gotta be decisive. And if you take too long on a lot of these small decisions, it literally will cause you to take much longer in being successful at, at everything. You know, for example, let's say in one day, you take three times as long to decide on everything you do that I do. We do the exact same thing. It's gonna take you three days to accomplish what I accomplish. I can't tell you how many times Vanessa will call me with a deal and you guys have probably heard the term sixes. You know, it's like it could go one way or another. It's about the same. Who knows? Sometimes you just got to make a decision and move forward. You know, I think a lot of people lose a lot of money because of the time they take to make decisions. Now, don't get me wrong. You don't want to make dumb decisions or a decision that's going to cost you a lot of money. You should do your due diligence. You got to know the things that could hurt you more than other things. And you got to do more due diligence on those things and spend your time where it really counts. But don't sweat the small stuff. Make quick decisions. You got to be decisive. Sometimes you just got to go for something. Okay. Number seven, I've noticed that successful people understand risk. They understand and accept that there is risk to everything. Okay. Uh, A lot of times people approach me and they'll ask me, if it is investing with you, is it guaranteed? Is it safe? And this and that. And I'm like, well, you know, I give a personal guarantee. You know, I can't even legally guarantee anything. You know, nothing in life is is guaranteed. Except what do they say? Except for death and taxes, right? I mean, who knows what could happen? So even you have to understand that even doing nothing is taking a risk. Is taking a bigger risk. It's actually guaranteeing you for failure. So once you understand that there's risk to everything, then it's your job to just minimize risk. Okay. And as you understand that, it'll help you to move forward in things and not be so afraid of everything. You know, I had a friend who he worked for, I think, Edison or something like that, where I used to live. And he carpooled with this guy to work sometimes. And, you know, one day, for whatever reason, my friend didn't go to work. And he found out that this guy that he used to carpool with ended up killing somebody in his office. and committed suicide. And it was all over the news. It was just this crazy thing, right? So my friend later on was talking to me. It took a while for him to get over this. It was kind of a rough thing for him. And he said that they had this therapist that would come and talk to them. 
And everybody was just like, what if this happened? And my friend was like, what if, you know, what, what if this were me? What if I would have gotten killed by this guy? And the therapist told him, you can't what if yourself to death. And he said that just really hit home with him. He realized, sure, I could sit here and say, what if this, what if that, what if this, what if that, but I can't what if myself to death. I need to move on. So, you know, to, to bring that back home to real estate investing, so many people are always saying, what if this, what if that, what if this, what if that, you know, you can't what if yourself to death. Sure, you need to ask the right questions, but there's always going to be risk. You got to understand that. Could you lose a little bit of money? You could, yeah. But, you know, make sure you know your numbers, follow them. If you're worried about that at the beginning, wholesale the house out, get a money partner who's 50-50 and they're responsible, you know, assuming they understand the risk as well. Anyway, there's always a way. So once again, going back to always a way, okay? So it's just really important to understand risk, that there's risk involved. How can you minimize and mitigate that risk? I could actually do a whole podcast on this one topic alone. Maybe I'll do a blog post on it. Uh, but understanding risk is something that's just really important. So make sure you got that down. All right, okay. Number eight, uh, successful people accept and understand that they will fail, that they will fail hard and they will fail often. They'll fail every day. You know, it's not a matter of if they will fail or not, but the how they react to these failures. You know, I found that being a successful business owner is more about how you react to problems and failures and how you manage your own internal emotions uh, than it is just about anything else. You know, more people quit because they can't handle the failure. But if you learn to understand that failure is just a part of the game and you see these failures as an opportunity to grow and learn, it'll really change the way you look at this failure. You know, if you see them as something that is guaranteed to happen and your success is only dependent on being able to overcome these failures, then you will be successful in your business. You know, my good friend, Mike Cantu, who I'm going to be interviewing here uh, in the next couple of weeks, he, something that he says a long time ago, he told me a long time ago, has really stood out to me, is every day he puts on his problem-solving hat. You know, if you give yourself the title of problem-solver, then when a problem comes up, then you realize that you're just doing your job and you won't look at it as a problem and it won't affect you emotionally. Whenever Vanessa is dealing with a problem, I tell her to be grateful for it because this is what she gets paid for. And if it weren't for any problems, then anyone could do this business and you know, we wouldn't be successful in it and should be out of a job because I wouldn't need her as much. You know, If there's no problems to take care of, then what's for us to do, right? So recognize that you get paid for your problems that come up. Be grateful for those and know that your success is not based on the problems that happen, but based on how you continue to react. So see those problems, say, okay, here's my chance to shine and be grateful and see it in that light. And you got to have these, once again, a mind hack. You got to play tricks on your mind to recognize that as you are learning. It's an opportunity to learn. You know, people spend thousands and thousands of dollars to go to college to learn. Uh, however, you know, usually they're not, it's not uh, hands-on learning. So they're not, it's more of a mental thing when we fail. We feel like we failed. Oh, I sent out an offer and didn't get accepted. Or this person laughed in my face. And we can't handle that emotionally, so we quit. But don't look at it like that. Look at those as successes. I'm successful because I submitted an offer. I'm successful because I was able to have this conversation with this person and I was able to move on. If you do that, then you will be successful ultimately in your business and just recognize that if you can overcome these things and you're more stronger than most of the people out there, 
and you will be successful eventually. So you got to be able to get through those times, which are always <laughs> every single day. Okay. Number nine, successful people use systems. Now I'm not going to get into too much detail on this because I talk about this all the time. So you guys know how big I am on systems. I often hear it said that, you know, the system is so much more important than even your goal because it's the, the small daily systems, like I mentioned earlier, that we're going to get you to that goal. When I, once again, at Tony Alvarez's seminar last Saturday, he said, you know, make a goal and then put the systems in place and then just don't worry about it for a while. <laughs> just, just focus on those daily actions, those daily systems that you're putting together. And eventually those will help you reach your goal. And then you can adjust your goals later on as you know, you look at the systems and how they're working. But it's really all about the system. You know, if you're just waking up every day, you're not sure what you're doing or what's going on. Um, and you're just like, okay, I think today I'm going to do this. Uh, you know, it's going to be really hard because sometimes we change. You know, I recently finished listening to the book E-Myth again. And he talks about the fat guy and the skinny guy. And sometimes I wake up and I'm the skinny guy and I'm motivated and I'm ready to go and I'm going to make things happen and I'm going to take on the world. And then the next day I wake up and I'm the fat guy. <laughs> I don't want to do anything. I want to go to Disneyland. I don't, I don't feel like really, you know, recording a podcast or, you know, doing anything or, or going out and trying to buy houses. But if you have those systems in place, the systems continue to move forward. And, you know, just like I finished my blog post, how I bought three houses in one day, the same day we went to Disneyland, you can buy houses while you're, you know, doing other things. So systems are huge. You've got to have systems in place. Everyone I know who's successful has really good systems. Number 10, kind of along with that, is they use leverage. And once again, I talk about this all the time. I don't care if you're leveraging financing, if you're leveraging other people. You know, if people are, you know, me, for example, you know, I, I give myself a time value. You know, what is my time worth? And for me, you know, I'd, I'd say, and it ranges, but I would say my time is worth about $400 an hour. Uh, that's just where I'm at right now with my time. And that helps me to see, okay, if I can get someone to do something for me that I only have to pay them $12 an hour, $13, $14 an hour, uh, then these are things that, you know, have to get done. I don't, not just extra things that don't need to get done, but things that I would have to do, then that's a no brainer to me. Now, just to be clear, I'm not going to pay for the most part, unless I have to someone like a hundred dollars an hour to do something just because I think my time is worth more. No, you, you've got to, uh, I like to use at least a five or six times rule. You know, it's not like, okay, my time's worth $100 an hour and I'm charged. Anyway, I'm going way off on a tangent here. But the bottom line is you got to utilize other people. Um, you know, something I haven't really talked about and people might, I don't know, people sometimes see this the wrong way. So I don't even like to talk about it really. But we have someone who comes and helps us clean our house a couple times a week. And it's not because we're lazy or want to go have a good time. No, it's because I have recognized that it is not the highest and best use of my or my wife's time to do as much of that cleaning. Don't get me wrong. There's still plenty of cleaning with three crazy kids, like a tornado, but she comes and helps do some of the deep cleaning and a lot of the laundry and dishes and, and just helps basically save us 10 hours each week. And that allows uh, my wife, you know, who helps in the business who are trying to help have her do less and less in the business, but it allows her to focus on some of those things. And it allows me to kind of get away with not maybe doing as much, but her still being able to be sane. Okay, so I'm totally going off on a tangent here. But point is, think about everything in your life that you can, you know, either outsource or systematize. Now, I know some of you are, we're all in different situations. Uh, but 
it's not like I do this because we've been successful recently. I actually, several years ago when I had $120,000 debt, one of the very first things I did as we were trying to pay off that debt was I thought, okay, I need to focus on these things. And I narrowed it down very specifically. And I need my wife to help me and focus on these things. And so I actually hired a housekeeper back then, even when we were in debt, because I recognized I need to put all of my efforts towards this. So my goal is not to be, you know, this to be hire a housekeeper, um, but to help, you know, to leverage other people, leverage other systems, leverage uh, capital and successful people are always leveraging things or something. I just talked to my brother who is in the process of hiring a VA, a virtual assistant. And we have two VAs that work in the Philippines and they work for very little. Um, so anyway, just leverage other people in, in any way you can. And I'm gonna, I know I'm going to have to do another blog post or podcast on this one topic. So I'm sure we're going to get lots of questions, uh, but we'll get to that at another time. So use leverage. Number 11, successful people are consistent. You know, it's pretty interesting. I've had uh, some people and family members, or I won't get into too much detail, but come visit me and stay with me and even work with me. And they see the way I, I work and I just get up and go to work. I enjoy it. It's what I do. I'm self-employed. So I don't have to do that, especially with, you know, we, we've done pretty well recently. I don't have to do that, but I don't know if it's that I've trained. I didn't even realize, I guess, in their eyes, like, wow, you just go at it. You wake up, you work hard, you're consistent. It's just what I do. I, you know, I had a friend who said he canceled cable because he would sit around and watch TV if he did. I'm like, really? Like, it doesn't even cross my mind to wake up and watch TV in the middle of the day. Um, you know, don't get me wrong. Sometimes I'll wake up. I'm not always motivated, but for the most part, I'm very consistent. I've always been consistent. I wake up, I get to work, I've got things to do. I scheduled my day the day before. I know what my main focus is for that day and I get to work. I, you know, sometimes I'll go to a seminar or not recently, but in the past, and they have loud music and they're pumping you up and people are dancing and cheering. And then the next day, those people are like, oh, <laughs> you know, I always say that hype and momentary motivation. OK, let me let me redo that. Consistent daily actions will trump hype and momentary motivation any time. You know, I used to say that consistent actions are much better or more important than motivation, which I believe is true. But. I look at motivation differently. Motivation is a part of your everyday life, right? And it's important that we get motivated and are motivated. But really, motivation is in the simpleness. Don't try not to even get yourself too like riled up. You know, just be focused and consistent, and do daily actions. Focus on those daily actions, and know that that will what is going to allow you to achieve your ultimate success. All right. Number 12, this is our last one. I actually thought of another one during this, but um, I forgot what it was, so I'll think of it later. <laughs> number 12, oh, you know, I did think of it, so I'm gonna have 13, all right, 13. So number 12 is they surround themselves with the right people. Uh, whether that is a mastermind group, they have mentors, they just surround themselves with like-minded people who are focused on the same thing. Now. The book, uh, Think and Grow Rich, the ultimate all-time classic book by Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich, says, analyze the record of any man who has accumulated a great fortune, and many of those who have accumulated modest fortunes 
and you will find that they have either consciously or unconsciously employed the mastermind principle. Let's see, uh, I missed part of it. Uh, okay. Great power can be accumulated through no other principle. Now, I thought about this, and it's so true. Every single person I know who has been successful has been a part of some kind of mastermind group in some shape or form. Uh, I've always been a part of a mastermind group, at least ever since I've started in real estate. Some of those, as you know, have ripped me off and taken advantage of me. And I do not recommend that you spend, you know, 10, 20, $30,000 to be a part of a mastermind group. Okay. However, I don't regret that I joined those groups because as I look back, I see so many people who, you know, they go from real estate meeting to real estate meeting and seminar to seminar, and they are always looking at that shiny object and they move around and they never really get focused. They never really have a plan. They don't have a group to hold them accountable. Uh, they don't have people they can turn to for resources and to ask questions. So I really don't regret because that those groups actually did help me get those things. Um, now I am a part of an online mastermind group. There's lots of different ways you can, you know, start a mastermind group or join a mastermind group. And it's just a Google group and people in my local area send out questions that they have or information that they find out. They might share resources and referrals. I mean, anytime you have a question or anything, you just plug, put it in there and you can ask people. So that's a, a great way you can have a mastermind group. Another way is go to your local, uh, investment club and just get to know people and just form your own group. Maybe meet once a week at the beginning or eventually or once a month. I've had mastermind groups where we met once a month and then it got to once every other month and, and stuff like that. Uh, many of you know that I started the house flipping mastermind group. Now I did this because I knew it was a need. I needed to bridge that gap between the high-end people that take advantage of you and sell you $25,000 and then have you, you know, upsell you on another $10,000 for this and $50,000 for that. It's just ridiculous, right? So I started the House of Me Mastermind Group because I believe it is a necessary uh, thing for people to have that focus and accountability. Uh, but I don't think it's necessary for them to be taken advantage of in the way that many of the gurus out there do. So anyway... Uh, Shameless plug here. Once again, go to housewhippinghq.com slash mastermind or housewhippinghq.com slash webinar and you can sign up for the webinar to learn more about our mastermind group. So, and then number 13, this is a bonus. I know it's only 12, but this is a bonus. Mark, good luck on how you're going to, you know, title this podcast because now I'm putting in 13. So number 13 is just believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. You know, you can do it. I always say the way sometimes when I'm feeling down and it's crazy. I mean, I could, I've bought, you know, over 300 houses. I think we're like 325 now or something like that. And there are still days when I wake up and I'm like, oh, I don't know if we can buy houses or if I go a week or two without buying a house. I'm like, oh, what happened? Things have changed. And we, we are our own worst enemy. It's so crazy. And you know, you've got to believe in yourself. You've got to know that, that you're what you're capable of. The main thing that I always do whenever I'm feeling any kind of doubt in anything is I'll say, okay, is there somebody who has been successful at this? And if they are still being successful at this in this market at this time, then I can do it. I just need to figure out how. I need to tweak it. I need to move with the cheese. I need to adjust. And you got to keep moving forward. You know, 
you got to be careful who you listen to. Most people, actually, I'm very careful. You know, I think it's important to have mentors and listen and learn from people. But there kind of comes a point where you got to believe in yourself more than anybody, even more than me. You know, I know you guys are listening to me, but there comes a point where you got to kind of go with your gut. And if there's something that you believe is going to work out, then go for it. I don't know everything. I don't claim to know everything. I, in my mastermind group just yesterday, I was, you know, in the forum and saying, look, guys, I don't know everything. Don't think that I started this group because I want to learn from you as well. So you have to be, you know, you got it. Once you get that vision, you got to kind of focus on it and you still take bits and pieces from other people, but you got to believe that, Hey, I think this can work. If you have an idea, go with it. I'm, I'm only able to implement like one tiny smidgen of a percentage of all the ideas out there that can help you be successful in this business. Um, so believe in yourself, be careful whose opinion you ask for things. For example, I don't really ever ask anybody, <laughs> what do you think about me doing this? Because I'm telling you right now, 95% of the time, you're going to get a negative opinion, especially if you're asking like a random friend or family or someone who doesn't really know anything about it. But sometimes it's even worse with the people who kind of know a little bit about it because they got to act like they know what they're talking about and they're going to give you their opinion and it might not be what is best for you or what fits for you. So anyway, you got to be very guarded, uh, believe in yourself and you can do this, guys. You can do it. I know you can. So. Anyway, all right, guys, those are the, I guess now 13, 12 plus one bonus, 13 things that I see in all successful uh, house flippers, real estate investors, entrepreneurs, business owners, whatever, even, even in other parts of their life. Um, I'm sure there's many more. If you've got more, go to housefinghq.com slash episode 35, post them up. I want to keep this list going. Uh, maybe eventually it'll come to like, 20 or 25 or something like that. And I'll do a, a blog post on it and then expand on each one because I think they're all really important. So once again, to that guy who asked me, why is it that some people make it happen and some don't? There's your answer. You can do it. You got this. You guys rock. I love you. And with that, I will see you on the flip side. Bye-bye. This has been the House Flipping HQ podcast. Your, your ultimate house flipping resource for intelligent real estate investing and financial freedom. Check out amazing tutorials, blogs, how-tos, and other inspiring podcasts with house flipping experts at houseflippinghq.com. Houseflippinghq.com.